Welcome to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best. Brought to you by Jetex, the world's favorite private aviation company. Philip Wegman is vice president and global brand leader of the luxury collection. Now, it's part of Marriott, but honestly, I don't exactly understand what the luxury collection is. And I guess Philip, who's been a friend for many years, is the ideal person to fill me in. Philip, what exactly is luxury collection? So the luxury collection, and I may be a little bit biased here, the luxury collection is, I truly believe it is one of the greatest hotel portfolios out there. Uh, it started well over 100 years ago with the Chiga Hotels in Italy and has now grown to 117 hotels um, in 37 countries. In fact, it's going to be 119 by the end of this month because we will open two more this month in Tbilisi, Georgia and in Istanbul. And uh, it uh, is a great collection of hotels that are very deeply rooted um, and connected to their destinations. So, uh, so now, uh, uh, Philip, why was the Shiga name lost? Because it was a very prestigious name. Why did it evolve into luxury collection? Yeah, there were many different uh, changes in ownership and acquisitions. And at some point, IDT Sheraton decided to call it the luxury collection. Starwood then acquired IDT Sheraton. And, uh, and then that name uh, has, has basically been the name ever since uh, 1994, I believe. So it's been around for quite a few decades. It's, in fact, the oldest or the original collection brand by any of the major chains. So what, how lucky to have that name, Luxury Collection. Goodness, that's worth a fortune if you ever needed any money. And what are the qualifications for a property to be put into Luxury Collection? Does it have to be part of Marriott or not? Yes, no, absolutely. The Luxury Collection, even though all the hotels are very unique and feel very independent, the Luxury Collection is, of course, one of Marriott International's luxury brands sitting along uh, very storied sister brands such as the Ritz-Carlton or St. Regis. So every luxury collection is part of Marriott International. But um, there's a choice for uh, our hotel owners. They can either have us manage. We manage about half of the 117 hotels. Or they can franchise the brand. Some um, selected uh, operators are approved to operate this brand for us. And uh, so you have, a, you have a bit of a choice there. Uh, what are the advantages, do you think, of franchising a luxury collection hotel? Well, um, Mary, the, the truth is it's actually one of the very few luxury brands out there in the market that is firmly positioned in the luxury segment and actually available for franchising. It's a very rare thing. Um, and so it enables uh, our owners and developers out there to plug into the Marriott uh, systems and be part of the Marriott distribution platforms, but really create something that's very, very unique and, uh, and, um, and where they can be incredibly creative. And that's something that's very appealing, which is why we have wonderful demand for the brand and a great pipeline of about 25 hotels that will open over the next five years. Philip, supposing I have a property and I was thinking of putting it into luxury collection, it could be a property that my family's had for years and I've always thought 
it was very luxurious. Am I going to be tested? Is the property going to be audited before it is allowed into the collection? And if I then go for uh, the franchise model, again, uh, is it regularly audited? Yeah, so a very good uh, scenario that you're describing here because Luxury Collection is, in fact, a great brand for conversions, right? We have quite a few hotels come into this brand converting from other brands or converting from being fully independent. And most of them do require a PIP, a property improvement uh, plan. So most of the time, there's a PIP that's required, um, sometimes a very significant one, sometimes a, a lighter one, depending on you know what condition the hotel is in. And then, yes, absolutely, once you carry that flag, you are part of Marriott's quality assurance, uh, of course, and, and so you are being audited um, exactly the same way as every other luxury collection, even though you are entering it as a, as a franchise. How often is the audit done? Um, the annual, uh, the, the brand standards audit is annual. And then on top of that, of course, we have something called guest voice, where we really uh, look at uh, what consumers are saying about the, uh, their stays in our hotels. Okay, now what happens if consumers are saying, this is a fantastic property, absolutely love it, um, but I didn't get the kind of welcome that I expected from the general manager who ignored me the whole time. Now, if that property is managed by Marriott, you can do something about it. But if the property is franchised, what happens then? We can also do something about it. Obviously, our franchise hotels also have to adhere by our brand standards. And if there's a you know, significant um, lack of performance in, in any one area, then they need to, need to address that and need to cure that. You know, hopefully, we've been diligent enough about selecting only operators that will operate the brand at the right level. But uh, certainly, our franchise agreements are are very, very clear and strict in, in the way that they talk about quality assurance and, and the need for these third-party operators um, to, um, to live up to the brand standards. Do you ever kick anybody out? Hasn't happened here really since, since I've gotten here, um, but it has happened over the years, absolutely. It has happened and uh, happens in, in all of our brands. There are hotels that, uh, that at some point... Uh, do not do not um, meet all the uh, all the standards of, of whatever brand they're in. Now, if we, if we can just branch out from the collection for a moment, that word luxury. Some people say it's overused. I think it was Tom Ford said luxury is dead after he saw luxury chickens being advertised in the frozen food department of his of, of his supermarket. Um, but luxury is the one word today that it that actually implies what we're talking about. And also, people who are in the luxury business are constantly upping luxury. How are you at Luxury Collection upping the luxury? Yeah, so first of all, I think you're right about the word. Um, but um, you also said it yourself just now. Um, it is a, a great word because at least it says exactly what's in the box, right? Uh, and many other brands have, have, a, have a hard time with that and, and have a lot more explaining to do uh, when it comes to their brand names. And then the word collection, I think, is wonderful and still incredibly relevant today because a lot of consumers like discovering and collecting these unique experiences. And so the word collection really speaks very well to, 
to what luxury collection is all about. Um, in terms of elevating the, the experience, I think it's all about um, really understanding that guests um, obviously want personalization, but they want to live the destination. They want to immerse themselves in the destination that they're in. That is probably now not only true in the luxury space, but also in the, in the lower tiers, but certainly in the luxury segment. And so we're constantly working towards that vision. And uh, the key role is, of course, uh, uh, the concierge and, and the concierge department. And we're, we're working you know, very uh, diligently uh, on, on that particular role right now to continue to enable the concierge and, and all the people in that department to help the guest connect to the destination. And, and then, of course, we want to bring the destination into the hotel as well. And that's usually local partnerships that's uh, bringing local brands, local culinary talent into our hotels so that the guests can experience the destination without even leaving the, the property. Okay, give some examples. You are talking at the moment with a background of, of beautiful Tokyo. Tell us about where you are right now and what outside experiences are coming into that property. Yeah, no, absolutely. So this is actually the Mitsui in Kyoto, and I'm not there right now, unfortunately, but I was there. Oh, don't give the game away. I use words that indicate that you could have been there, but never mind. Okay. And it's just uh, an incredible hotel, and they've really uh, brought this unbelievable, uh, mostly local art collection into the hotel. And then they've planted the most incredible garden across uh, the entire property with, with a lot of indigenous plants. And it is just um, an incredible Kyoto sense of place kind of experience without even leaving the property. And then, of course, as you wander around, um, the hotel helps you with, with discovering Kyoto uh, in a meaningful way. Therefore, it really saves a lot of time because if you can provide all the communication and a lot of the things that you've been saying in this fascinating chat, Philip, are all about communication, the communication of getting standards right, the communication of making sure that everything is perfect, making sure that we have guest satisfaction. Communication is a key to so much, and it sounds as though you, with your concierge program, are really working on on that. Yeah, absolutely. It starts really uh, with pre-arrival communication, right? And uh, I think there's a lot more that we can do and will be doing as a, as a brand across our hotels. Uh, and I think there's a real need there to inspire people as they prepare their trip. Uh, and then, of course, um, even though... In most of our hotels, you can do mobile mobile check-in now, and you could, if you wanted to bypass the front desk, we want to make sure um, that only happens to the guests that really, really want that. And all others are somehow touched by concierge and others in front office so that we can personalize the experience. Because if we don't know anything about the guest, it's really, really hard to personalize. That's a very good point, that there are some who want to rush by and there are some who want to talk. Philip, do you benchmark with other soft brands or do you benchmark with other brands within uh, Marriott? Yeah, so we benchmark um, definitely with both. Um, you know that I come from the world of independent uh, uh, hotels and um, there's, there's great inspiration there, right, in, in those uh, portfolios um, 
that are out there, the affiliation brands, you know, leading hotels, preferred hotels. A lot of the hotels in those portfolios are just really, really great hotels to benchmark against in certain markets. Um, and then we, of course, also follow what, what the other uh, larger chains do. Most of them have launched brands that intend to compete with luxury collection in the future. And that's a bit of a testament to how great this space is that we're in with luxury collection. We just are fortunate that we have decades of, um, of uh, we've had a bit of a head start, right? We've been, we've been around for much longer and the footprint of luxury collection, the global footprint is just much more significant. But we, we absolutely watch very carefully what, what everybody else is, is doing. And then the, the last uh, inspiration really comes from a lot of these boutique brands that are maybe 10, 15 hotels now. A lot of them do a really, really great job. Some of them are not global brands yet. They're more regional players, but um, there's some, some great inspiration to be had there as well. How do you fit in with the other Marriott brands? Do you talk a lot to them or are you like a silo? So we're definitely not a silo. We try to do a whole lot of things independently from each other because we want to differentiate the brands, right? We want to make sure each of the brands really have a unique approach to to most things that the customer experiences. But then, of course, there's lots of synergies that we can tap into. It's one of the great advantages uh, of uh, luxury collection um, from an owner's perspective, but I think uh, also from a from a trade perspective, you know, for the travel advisors out there, and then also from a consumer perspective, it is absolutely an advantage that I can um, tap into some learnings that maybe the Ritz Carlton team just had on the on the consumer insight side, or I can tap into what St. Regis has been testing with some of their on property programming, and I can learn from that, and then differentiate for for luxury collection, but also not repeat any anything that maybe didn't work. Are you part of Bonvoy automatically? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. So all hotels in luxury collection are part of Bonvoy? Yes, correct. And how do you cope redemptions? Because, for instance, your beautiful hotel in Kyoto must be so popular. How do you cope with that? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Um, for the most part, I think uh, the hotel's actually quite happy because the, the contribution is significant. Uh, when, if you're a new hotel, it's, it's just an Im- unbelievable um, support um, for you to ramp up and, and, and get to that uh, occupancy level that, that you want to get to. Um, and then as you become more established or certainly if you're a resort, you see a lot of redemptions, then of course... Uh, um, it, it, it's just all about constantly tweaking the system. And our loyalty team, our leadership that oversees that team um, and that program, the Bonvoy program, is constantly looking at that and, and trying to make sure we are reimbursing at the right level. We have the hotels all classified in the right categories. So, so that's, that's, a, that's an art and a science, really, and, and quite challenging. Philip, you came from a consortium that has a very strong loyalty following. Just to wrap up this fascinating conversation, how has your experience in the past at Preferred, how has that helped you now? Well, it's helped me tremendously because I I think um, uh, with Luxury Collection, we are in a way trying to do um, exactly that. We're trying to create hotels that are truly one, hotel brands, right? Unique um, propositions in each market. And, and that's also really what, what the portfolio preferred looked like. And so I've, I've seen this over well, well over 10 years, you know, what's, what's needed, what the, what the secret 
uh, sauces and how what ingredients are needed to create such a hotel.